You are listening to The Current Daily, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Friday, July 31st. Let's pour one out for Summer Session 1. But another session starts on Monday. That's right. Summer is always a marathon, isn't it? The weather person tells me there's a heat wave afoot, so I hope you can find a sufficiently cool spot. It's on days like this that some of you may be missing the truly arctic conditions at our beloved Torrey Pine Center South. Although, clearly that wasn't written directly for me, since my campus location was APNM. But that's okay. That's okay. I will not take offense at my APNM friends and family being so unjustly disregarded. But only a scant few of us remain there. Happily, me and my family are nice and cool in our house. I hope everybody is staying safe and cool wherever you are. Or whatever temperature you prefer, I should say. And speaking of taking care of yourself, we have a fantastic interview today. David Carlos is joined by William Youngblood of the Faculty and Staff Assistance Program, also known as FSAP. They discuss some tips for personal care, goal setting, and all the classes and resources available through FSAP. I encourage everyone to check out what FSAP has to offer. Today, we have William Youngblood, licensed marriage family therapist and counselor for the UC San Diego Faculty Staff Assistance Program. Welcome, William. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. I am a big fan of the program, and especially now I've, I've participated in many programs your department offers, and it's really been helpful and communicated with other people who have told me that they really have been helped by what you're all putting on. So really appreciate what you do here. It's really a really big benefit that the campus offers. And if it's here, you know, people need to use them. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you for having me and thank you for your support of our program. It's certainly, it's nice to know that we're, that we're having a positive effect. It's certainly that's, that's our goal and supporting the community as best as we can. With your programs, there's a lot of introspective thinking about yourself, how you deal with things. For you, like how have things been? What have you been learning about yourself since the pandemic started? Well, would it be okay if I just kind of explain what faculty staff assistance program is and then go into how I'm thinking about that and supporting staff overall? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So faculty staff assistance program is a free confidential service offered to all faculty and staff on campus. We also serve all postdocs and retirees as well. It's a free confidential service. We have a completely separate database from the rest of the campus. So there's that level of safe of knowing that when you come to us, that, that you have that safe space to talk things through. We also offer management consults for managers who are looking for an opportunity to talk through difficult situations in the workplace and process what might be the best step for them to take. And again, having that safe, confidential place to do that is sometimes even talking with other managers. It's not always easy to navigate how to have those conversations in, in that setting. So we offer that space to do that. Uh, and then we also offer uh, workshops on campus as well for departments and the larger campus. That's an overview and, and we're available for personal or professional difficulties that you might be facing and with the goal of really helping you perform the best you can while, while you're at work and of course in your own personal life. In answer to your question about uh, kind of how has this been for me, 
Yeah. Uh, certainly in that role of being there for people across campus and, and watching this shift over time. And then on my own personal level of also going through significant changes and moving from working in an office to working from home. And we were fortunate enough to start probably a week before most of the campus did, which gave me a little bit of time to have some perspective as this was going on. And I figured out early on how important it was going to be for me to really have a clear view of how I was trying to reclaim some of my own personal resilience and the importance of that so that I could help others to consider that as well. And so I really found, I think the biggest thing that I've learned in this process is the importance of self-care. I don't normally have New Year's resolutions, but I kind of created one this year. I think that was fortunate for me. (laughs) My goal was to daily make sure that I met my exercise goal, which is a pretty simple exercise goal of 500 calories, which I burn easily with a calorie counter, and to meditate 10 minutes a day. And so that was my goal, that every day that I would try to do that as much as possible. They're simple goals that I thought I could achieve. And that's really helped me to stay focused. I can't say that I've done it every day. The exercise goal I've done every day, that's pretty easy to achieve. The meditation I've I've done for the most part every day, but there's days where with the disruptions in life, it, it hasn't been easy, but it's kept me coming back to it and remembering the value and the importance of it. It has made a difference in allowing me to have some perspective of that importance and reminded me of the importance of proper nutrition and getting good sleep and engaging in, in good, healthy relationships. Just take those two simple goals have kept me focused on these other things as well. There's a lot of things in life that we can't control. And, you know, you can put some structures in that, you know, that will help you. And I think the exercise and the meditation thing I've done as well. Um, I have a meditation buddy that we check in with each other every day. And my goal is 10 minutes a day as well. And it's grown just by setting that goal. Some days I don't reach it. (laughs) Some days it just gets past me and that's okay. But just having that structure really makes a difference. And what a great thing you added into that, which is that that social accountability to have somebody to to remind you of that goal. And, and they do it in a compassionate way. So it's not like, oh, you didn't do it. You, you know, you're wrong. It's more of, hey, this is what we're, you know, we're planning together. We, this is why we're doing it. Really just holding accountable makes a real big difference. I have a lot of buddies. I have an exercise buddy. I have a meditation buddy. I have a career buddy. I love buddies. Great example of having those healthy social relationships that help you be your best self. So one of the things that has really been helpful for me are some of these workshops. Can you tell us about these workshops? We have a variety of workshops. Some we do for individual departments, and then we have consistent groups that each of us do. All of us are licensed mental health clinicians, and we each have a variety of interests. We have some commonalities in that we're all strength-based therapists and that it's important for us to work with what's working and help people to develop that and utilize their resources to move forward in, in their lives in positive ways. But we also have different interests and kind of develop that and what we offer on campus. Currently, the consistent groups that we have, we have a parenting group led by Isabel Caetano Franci, and you can feel free to contact her directly for more information about that. But she has two different groups that allow parents to meet weekly and talk things through. And it's really kind of built into a broader network of support outside of the groups. And she's become quite a a resource for parents on campus. And it's had lots of positive feedback of how helpful that's been for people on campus. Uh, We also have the Elder Care Support Group led by our director, Crystal Green, and she meets 
weekly as well with people on campus who are caring for an adult. And certainly with an aging population, oftentimes families are taxed with the added responsibility of caring for someone who may have less capabilities for caring for themselves and all the issues that come with that and navigating the social service system and and figuring out what's next and, and supporting their loved ones. And so Crystal offers this group for people to come and talk through these difficulties, offer support and resources. This is something that was carried on from a a former counselor with our program, Michelle Brown Shelton. And she developed a nice elder support group website on Blink that feel free to access it. I believe we are still continuing to update that and build it again because there are some things to update to it, but it's something that we're hoping to continue to offer that support. And then I am doing a monthly support group called Triton's Flourish. And the purpose of Triton's Flourish is an opportunity for people to come together to practice specific concepts, behaviors, actions that we know from research significantly improve mental health, well-being, and resilience. And so each session is created to follow up with the previous month and how people have done, introduce a new topic and some exercises to highlight that topic, have a discussion about it, and then talk about how we might incorporate that into our daily life. So that's been a lot of fun for me to do. I really enjoy it. In between, I I try to send at least one email out to the, the group on the contact list and try to come up with different resources to send people. So we're continuing to build on this and adding a level of support. The ultimate goal when we started this about two years ago was to have a group of people that were supporting each other towards these goals. A lot like your workout buddies and your your yeah. meditation buddies kind of create these, these opportunities where people can start to remind each other of the importance of the things that we can do to support our resilience. And certainly at this this moment in time, there's lots of valid reasons to invest in resilience so that we can manage some of the difficulties we might be facing. You just had the Tritons Flourish yesterday and I participated in it and the section when we were dancing was a lot of fun, just bringing fun into our lives where it doesn't have to be this big deal. We can just stop for a moment, jump around, dance around, put a little music on and it really brightened the mood. It was so amazing to see the group of people. It was all off camera, so you don't have to dance in front of people. So you dance and then you came back and you saw all the smiles. And we only danced for, I think it was two minutes. It's just surprising how easy it is to just shift your perspective and uh, come back with this with a renewed sense of possibility and opportunity. So that was the second offering this month in July. Normally I've been doing the group once a month, but I had so much fun doing it the first time that uh, I selfishly added a second offering because I wanted the opportunity to, to have that fun time in, in my day for the day. The topic being play, engaging in novelty, creativity, finding fun ways to remind ourselves of the, the value of sense of humor and playfulness and creativity. Well, I I appreciate that because I I missed the first one. So when you said that you were doing the second one, I was, I'm I'm there. (laughs) My final question is a little bit about you. I noticed that you have coached sports in the past or you do currently coach sports and I'm a coach myself. I coach softball and I, I love it. So tell us about your experience as a coach and what's your favorite team or sport to, to coach? I don't know if I have particularly a favorite. I probably started coaching before I had kids. I was working in a non-public school with students who had some behavioral disabilities and were removed uh, from other school campuses and were now attending this non-public school. And one of the great 
parts of that program was that we offered sports where we play other teams and other non-public schools around San Diego. And uh, so that was probably my first introduction to coaching. Had a lot of fun in doing that. It was an opportunity for some of the students who may not have had the opportunity to really feel positive about themselves or really see themselves as capable giving them the opportunity to see that they were capable. And because they were representing the school, they had a sense of pride. I found that to be really enjoyable. Through that, I coached softball, football. I believe, yeah, we did. I did do um, basketball as well. It was a lot of fun. So that was my first introduction. And then when I had children and they started to go through sports, I joined the the coaching in in that. So I, through my children, I've coached softball for my daughter didn't coach a team for for volleyball. That was more kind of helping her and learning the skills. And then my son flagged football and, and, and baseball and then basketball. And I would say probably where I had the most enjoyment was basketball. I didn't play basketball growing up, so I didn't have a lot of understanding of the sport. There was times where I was a bit more serious, and my son always jokes, any team I coach, we, we lose. But uh, <laughs> so, so maybe I'm not the greatest coach in the world. But what I think I enjoyed the most is just helping kids feel like they're capable and, and helping them see their strengths and building on that. I think really grew in that and went all the way through my son through high school. And I think that was a, a great opportunity to kind of see how people learn and adjust according to different kids that we're working with and then having those moments of success. One of the things that I love about coaching, I think you you touched upon it, is seeing the confidence in people when they start Ha- start gaining that skill and that confidence and and you can see it alive in, in the way who they are and how they're reacting to things. Uh, it's pretty amazing to see. And that's one of the things that keeps me coaching because it's amazing to be a part of that. I think we're very fortunate to have people like you volunteering their time to do that because it, it is really important. As you're saying that, I, I had a memory of a player that I coached in baseball and at the beginning of the year, the coaches all decide, okay, well, everybody on this team is going to pitch by the end of the year. And this oh. one player he could barely throw the ball 10 feet in front of him and struggled quite a bit in, in learning this, the skills involved in baseball. And, and in many times we had to find ways to keep him safe because of the limitations of his skills. Uh, but we worked with him probably a bit more intensively. All of us kind of worked with him just getting his skills up to par. And it was the second to last game and he was ready. He was, he was able to throw the ball pretty well and consistently. And so we put him in for an inning. He threw a few strikes, ended it. We got through the inning and the whole team rallied around him, lifted him up and, and cheered <laughs> it on. It was the greatest thing ever for just to see just how excited and proud they were for him because they saw how hard he worked to, to get to that level. Wow. Th- those, are, those are the great times. You know, the wins are fun, but moments like that are, are really powerful. Well, William, I'm going to go ahead and end it on that. I mean, that's just, there's nowhere to go from that. That's just amazing. So thank you for sharing that story, for sharing you know, the amazing work that your group does. So thank you for that. If people do want to find out more, I will have links to the sites that we spoke about today. And they reach out to you directly if there's any questions anything that they have. If there's any, any questions around Triton's Flourish, you can feel free to reach out to me directly. All our contact information is on Blink. Okay. If you're interested in making an appointment, there is a confidential form that you can fill out to make an appointment and and be scheduled accordingly that way. If you have questions generally about the program, you can contact any of us, but feel free to contact me as well. And I know we have the next Triton Flourish group is on August 20th at noon. Yes. 
Okay. And uh, so feel free, and feel free to contact me about that as well, because I may be adding a second one earlier in the month. Well, great. I will definitely be there. So great. thank you. Great. We'll see you there. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.